0: Here we go one more time for the 2023 season in the Hyundai Texans radio studio with head coach D'Amico Ryans. Coach, great to see you. I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but what a campaign. I know a lot of reflection right now. Looking forward to the future. Your thoughts as you embark on
1: 2024. Oh, wow. What an incredible season. I, I um, told our guys this morning, right, really appreciate all of our guys for the work that they put in. Right, I think what goes unnoticed in this season is, how many guys have to push through, and they're playing Mm. through injuries, they're playing through pain, and they're doing everything possible to just go line up and play. So I just want to let guys know I don't take that lightly and really appreciative for the guys and the sacrifice that they put their bodies through to allow us to have the season that we had. But, man, many, many great accomplishments throughout the season – lot of special moments and I think just none other than just seeing the young group of guys our rookies our young players being able to step in and immediately impact our team right and be the reason why we had a successful season you talk about the impact of of CJ right right off the back like you you want to win games in his league you have to have a quarterback right who can get the job done who can lead an offense and to get a young player his first year to accomplish all of the things he accomplished, all the records he was able to set, and to know he's just getting started. Mm. Right? It's just so encouraging for the future and to see where we are when you know you have a young player who's been through those two-minute drives, who's led our team to winning drives. right? It's, it's encouraging to continue to build on the success that he's had. And, man, what a bright future we have with him.
2: Coach, I think the word culture is used a lot and i think sometimes it's not really appreciated or defined very well you call it vibe whatever it is Mm -hmm. i know mark and i have talked about this a lot the fact that we wanted to be in the building every single day to see the guys to see you to be around this particular team How important was it for you to kind of establish the culture, your culture, the way you wanted to see it? And do you feel like you were able to do it to the extent you wanted to this year?
1: Right. I I do feel that, man. That culture, it drives not only the team, but it drives the entire building, right? Our entire organization. But to see, you know, whether it's the business side or see everybody – You walk past in the hall just to see the the smiles on everyone's faces, the excitement, right, to be prepping for a playoff game, then feel that buzz and the energy. It's one thing, you know, for me is to get that culture, right, it's about the people that you bring in, right? And so starting with the free agents that we brought in and then our rookie class, it's like we brought in the right people who had the right mindset, positive energy, right, they – had a a ton of success by growing closer together throughout the entire year. I felt like that culture it kind of permeated when our team continued to get closer and closer and closer, and I felt like, man, we got connected right at the right moment towards the end of the season when we needed to make a run and we needed a a lot of special plays by a lot of special people, man, it showed up most. So that culture is uh, definitely happened quickly, right, and to get that in the first year, and to continue to build off of that, I think it's very encouraging for us.
0: You mentioned in your press conference one of the great memories is the Tampa Bay game <laughs> because of the way the guys really banded together yeah. in that game and Daria Gunbowale kicking a <laughs> field goal. I mean, that kind of right. was a great example of teamwork right there, everybody doing even more than their job maybe.
1: Right. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> man, when I first, my first team in, I said this is going to be a team-first mm-hmm. organization. It's going to be about the team, our first you know, message to our guys. So the number one rule is to protect the team. So it's all about that team atmosphere. Then you come to the Tampa Bay game, right? Then we got our our running back kicking field goals. We got, <laughs> I mean, the plays that our rookie quarterback is making mm-hmm. on this two-minute drive, right, mm-hmm. to put us in position to another rookie, Tank Dale, who's yep. showing up, making unbelievable catches, I mean, it, uh, it was such a – it was a it was a loose game, fun game. They say, man, we lost our kicker. Like, what? What are we going to do? Adare is warming up and Frankie is going, it's like, hey, Cole, I know his range. He's here. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm listening to the running back's range as a kicker. It's like, it's just a game, a moment. I'll uh, never forget it. And then for me having to make the call to, you know what, we were going for two, going for two. It's like, you know what? Let's kick it. <laughs> yeah. And he makes it, and to see the reaction from our sideline, to see the reaction from our, our fans just going crazy, uh, see Dare's reaction with the Steph Curry walk-off moment, it was just such a cool <laughs> game, one I always remember.
2: <laughs> as, you, as you're going back through all of that, yeah, I'm it was like, a lot. <laughs> that all happened in one game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't a game-winning field goal. It was pretty darn close, which kind of goes to the concept of the team if you count it as a game winning field goal, you had three guys kick game winning field goals this year, <laughs> wow. which is pretty crazy. Is that your is that the one that ultimately stands out more than any other? Does it stand out more than Indy? I mean, that win at Indy is gets you in the playoffs. You beat Indy, which by the way, uh, we've got an eight game road division winning streak going, mm. which is kind of mm-hmm. odd. Uh, but we've got that. You won all three game division games on the road. But what does the Indy game sit, coach? The second one, of course, not the first right. one.
1: The second one sits, you know, right next to the Tampa Bay game, right? I think when you talk about another message I always give to our guys is, like, whatever we have to do, however we have to get it done, we have to win this game yeah. to have an opportunity to play in the playoffs. And every season, every time you start that goal is to win your division because you know you win the division, you're in the playoffs. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to play postseason football, so – to be able, right, for it to come down to that, yeah. that last drive of that game, and it was wow, what a moment, yeah. right? And it's probably the highest I've jumped in a long time. <laughs> it was you such got up pretty high, Coach. such an awesome moment for our team. I was so happy for our guys, man. That first, our first year together, for them to be able to get into the playoffs, like I know how special that is. I know it's one you always remember because I tell those guys, man, I played for ten years and I only made it to the playoffs. A, a few times and you remember those times and those are special and so i want our guys to feel that you know every single year i want them to feel that so to get that done at that moment versus a divisional rival like that was uh that was one that's up there as well yeah. when you clinch your spot in the playoffs the excitement just from everyone i was happy it's like man we did it we're yeah. in mm-hmm. and that was a special moment for
0: us seven of the ten regular season wins you got were nail biters all oh. down to the wire. And as you know, those can go either way. <laughs> right. But you got seven of them to go your way. And even though the team changes year to year, are you going to use those as teaching moments in the future? Hey, look what happens here. You got to make those plays down the stretch. Right. And I know you'd rather just blow people out, but it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs>
1: no, it, it doesn't happen that way. There's a crazy stat in the in, around the league that I mean, it's over. of games come down to that last drive or come, I would say, within nine points. Most Mm -hmm. games are determined. And that's why I tell people, that's why they have that red zone channel. Everybody's tuned in because there's always excitement on that final drive. Uh, For us to gain that experience and get those learning lessons in the last drives of games, I think – it truly helps your confidence when you have a young quarterback for a rookie quarterback to be able to drive down the field in those two-minute situations and make those plays, right? As he faces those, as he moves forward in his career, it's like, "Ah, I've been here before. Mm. So it's not going to be a moment of an anxious moment or nerve. Like, I've been here. I know what it takes. Let's do this, this, and this. I remember when I drove down versus Tampa Bay and made these plays to win the game, put us in position. So I think it does. If it does anything, it's that confidence booster. That right. man, we've been here. Games are always going to be close in the NFL, but we know how to operate in those moments. We learned a ton in our first year of how to get it done.
2: Coach, one of the things I heard this came from Chris Peterson in Boise State. I'll never forget when he said this: when two thousand six, they'd won that Fiesta Bowl, and nobody knew who Boise State was. Mm-hmm. I talked to him in 2009. He said, John, you know what became our biggest opponent was expectation. Mm. He was like dealing with expectation became something different in years after that. We had to learn how to deal with expectation. And I bring that up because we're no longer going to be, oh, D'Amico Ryan's and the cute little story that's the Texans. There are going to be a lot of expectations heaped on you in the future and heaped on this team and this organization in the future. How tough, Coach, is that? to kind of to deal with that as you go forward? And and how important will it be to deal with those expectations of a lot of people going forward?
1: You know, John, is, there's no greater expectation than the expectations we put on ourselves. True. Mm. So with that being said, like, we had those expectations yeah. even this year. You right. know, everybody, no one on the outside kind of knew what we had or who we could be. So, but for me, that's the expectation every year because I know all the work that goes right. into, like, guys just – given they're all to win games and be in games. So for us, it's like, man, we expect to win right. every game internally, right? No matter what they mm. say externally, we expect that. So moving forward, if the expectations are higher on the outside, still doesn't change for so us. Yeah. Like that's where that's how we've always been. That's how we we'll yep. always operate. And I think if anything, it's a it's great that now, you know, the Texans will be talked about in that light of yep. expecting them you know, win a division, expecting to be in the playoffs. Right. And now how far can we go and move forward?
0: A couple of things about players venturing off into the offseason, Coach. Give me an example or maybe a hypothetical on the way you might address a player in a one-on-one who you know is coming back, but there they go into the offseason. Do you give them a list of things to improve upon or just things to handle? How do you handle that kind right. of thing?
1: First thing going into the offseason, tell guys, make sure you get some rest. Right, mm. That's the most important thing, right, it's just – Man, decompress, get some rest, long season. You need that time to rest. And then it's a period of time and call it mid February, where man, you need to be in the weight room. <laughs> you need to be on it. You know, with the, when it comes to the strength and conditioning aspect of your game, that's where you gain where I've seen guys gain the most uh gain the most to their game or being able to add, you know, to their game and taking care of their bodies is when you get in that weight room in mid-February and you're working. So come OTAs, you're not getting ready and OT like you've you're there, you're prepared, you're ready to go. And when guys are taking care of their bodies the right way, that's where I lean on the most talking to guys in the offseason is making sure you you handle that February through April the right way. Cause if you handle that the right way, most guys they did it right, then they're going to have a healthy season. Mm. And that's where it all starts. And then we'll get to the X's and O's or different techniques of how to get better when we hit OTAs, but your body has to be in – prime condition and ready to sustain you through the entire season. Did
0: you change the way you handled that part when you were a player and has that affected how you coach players?
1: Yeah, different from when we were playing like we the offseason started like around this time and yeah. you know after the the new CBA agreement the off season was shortened so you only get 9 weeks mm. and it, you cannot just squeeze in okay. a full off season in 9 weeks. It takes way more time than that so for me, we were working that way. And they will just here working out all the time. But now it's just getting our players back to that mode of, that's what it takes to have a healthy season. You got to be preparing in mid-February.
2: Coach, I know you have a special relationship with a lot of players, but the head coach quarterback relationship, I'd imagine, that's something pretty special. And you were able to establish that this year with CJ Stroud. A, how special was that with CJ? B. As great as he was, there's always, obviously, room for improvement. What do you think are the keys for C.J. taking the step from year one to year two?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great relationship, right? C.J. is a very genuine person, right? And it's easy to talk to him, easy to – I remember <laughs> even back when we were figuring it out in OTA's training camp, remember sometimes you definitely get heated at me because I'm putting the pressure on him because I know what's going to come, yep. you know, in the season. Mm. It's going to be a lot of pressure. So I like to put those – put the quarterback in that pressure position in uh in the off season right and mm. you know just seeing him grow seeing his command of the huddle seeing his communication with the offense his ability to get everybody in the spots when they're asking him a ton of questions yeah. after they break the huddle seeing just his confidence and calm of getting everybody in the right spot and just seeing him grow as a player throughout the years it's been it's been special um and I think he'll continue to take those steps. Right, we gotta continue to help him, surround him with the right people to help him. All right. He he wants to throw the football all <laughs> all day, every <laughs> play. He was even asked me last night, nah, let me go in. I wanna throw something like, nah, man, this is kinda out of hand, but it just shows his mindset. He's yep. always competing. Yep. And when you have a guy who has that competitive spirit, has that internal drive to continue to get better, it's easy to work with a guy like yep. that.
0: I would never ask you this in the offseason, but since we're recapping 2023 still a little bit here, Coach, and I know we're getting ready for next season already, a couple of sentences from the following games. First, Jacksonville down there, your first win. What stands out to you? A couple of things.
1: Man, the first Jacksonville game, just the dominance and how we (laughs) ran the football throughout Mm. that game and how we were in control, the – Andrew Beck, like yeah. <laughs> return yeah. for a touch, the kickoff return for a touchdown, the heaviest player in the NFL to return. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean the the Blake Cashman pick. I mean it mm, was a, it was yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of cool yeah. moments, but none cooler than just lining up in four minute mode, and they yep. know you're running the ball. We know we're running the football, and to be able to just seal that game the way we ran the football that's the thing that sticks out the most.
0: I'm not going to do them all, but what about Pittsburgh here on uh, JJ Watt day?
1: Oh yeah, JJ Watt day in the in the Battle Red jerseys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh um, what sticks out most there is offensive line and the job that they did versus, you know, sorry JJ, but your brother there, TJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we shut him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um just seeing our offensive line, because we had a lot of injuries at that time to our offensive line, but seeing the mm-hmm. way they stepped up, didn't matter who was in there. Like, they did a great job protecting, and we were able to, you know, protect CJ in that game. And we played well. Uh, Steve Steven Nelson with the pick on the deep mm-hmm. ball. Just a really great game from the defense. We talk about swarm, and I always go back to that game, and I'm trying to find some old clips of when I talk about swarming as a defense. That game sticks out because they our guys flew around and it was multiple guys at the ball, like every snap.
0: I'll zoom ahead at Cincinnati. That win at the buzzer.
1: Ooh, ooh at Cincinnati. Wow. <laughs> Man, it was uh Motor again <laughs> mm, <yeah>. the way. <laughs> yeah. His touchdown on the on the outside you know, crack toss play and seeing Dalton and uh fance block there, awesome play. And, of course it's Noah Brown there at the end, the mm-hmm. way, you know, he catches that pass to get us in field goal range. And one that sticks out is Michael Dieter. He's just there watching Noah running. He's looking at the clock, looking, at he's telling yeah. Noah to get down, yeah. get down. Then yeah. he starts banging yep. the timeout. It's like that <laughs> that moment right there, then Matt Amendola, right, stepping in and kicking.
0: I, I got one more. At Tennessee, them wearing the Order uniforms. Mm. You don't have CJ, you have <laughs> Case. He hits motor. Man, what are you doing? You're I'm like I'm wow. about to start crying here. Like, <laughs> no, but these are these are standing out to me. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that one.
1: Yeah, that that game there stood out. I mean, from the first snap, like Christian Harris, I think that's where he started to show up even more, playing physical versus Derrick Henry. Entire defense shutting out Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That was uh, just the moment from the entire game. But then, you know, seeing Case you know, roll out there at the end and he finds motor and he's running down that sideline and I knew it's like, we got it. We got yeah, it. We yeah. got it. This game is over. Man, that was uh that was one, of course, so much pride for our, all of our fans back here in Houston and everybody felt the way mm-hmm. <laughs> about the Oilers jersey and them wearing them versus us. Yeah. So I was happy to see how happy our fans were when we got back. And thank you for beating them and their win, the Oilers jerseys. Mm-hmm. They were very thankful for that
2: one. Coach, along those lines, to that game, I'm glad you brought that up, Mark. I don't know that we've talked to you about this. How difficult a decision was that that week to go with Case in that yeah. particular game and that situation? How tough was that for you as a coach, knowing you've got two capable guys? But, okay, we're going to go with Case in this game, we just think he gives us a better chance to win. How tough was that a week for you to kind of make that decision?
1: Uh, very tough. Uh, I can't say I made that decision easy. I right. can't say I rested well through, throughout that week because it was uh, it was a tough decision to make uh, just for all parties involved. Yeah. Very tough. Uh, you know, as the week when I felt like, you know, it was the right decision and I felt like, man, the decisions I make has to be the decision to put us in the best position to win a game. And that's – what I kept going back to yep. like who's going to or what combination of guys are going to help us win this yep. game and that allow me to you know make that decision
0: all right you're a head coach so i know this happens sometimes you think about the losses more than the wins but what will you take away from the losses that you did have into the future and say we've got to be more this what can you tell the listeners about that coach
1: yeah with the with the losses i mean i just go back to our most recent losses versus baltimore it's like you know, we um we gotta we gotta be better when it comes to just pre snap operation. We gotta mm. play cleaner football. We have to be able to run the football more effectively to sustain drives, right? And defensively, like and it's just all across the all across when you lose games, like man, did your playmakers show up and make plays when they're in position to make plays. Mm. Right. It felt like you No game speaks more to it than the Ravens game. Their playmaker, Lamar Jackson, in the second half, he took off, he put the team on his back, and he made plays, okay? Who are our playmakers who can step up in the critical moments to help us win games, right? That's Mm -hmm. what this league will always be about, the players, and the, the, the best players shine at the brightest moments, and that's what we have to have, right? big-time playmakers step up in the big-time moments to get us over that hump. If we get in that spot again in a divisional round, like who are our playmakers who are willing to shine in that moment?
2: Coach, I don't mean this in a – hopefully this doesn't come out a bad way, but as you look back at your year as a head coach, um, which everybody – I mean, I, I know you don't live on social media, but I'm sure Omar told you at some point <laughs> that you were you were a superstar on social media Uh-oh. because of your video talking with Christian Harris about what he was going to see – and then it came to fruition. But as a head coach, there's so many things in your first year that you learned to do on the job. As you go forward, what are some of the things that you feel like you want to do a little bit better or didn't do that you know you're going to face going forward as as a head coach?
1: Yeah, I think just head coaching, well, it all starts with just, you know, communication amongst your staff, players, like being on the same. I can think back to our first, you know, two games is how – Crazy it was on the sideline and the headsets. It's like yeah, yeah, so yeah. many people barking, and I like, "Whoa, I gotta make sure I reel this all in." So right. after that second game, was able to reel it all in. Hey, we only need to hear this, this, and this on it. So it just mm. calmed everybody down, allowed me to make like clearer decisions in that moment critical games. Like you had to put the team again yep. in the best spot to win games. So I felt like I grew in that in that light when it comes to just communication on the sideline, headsets, game management type of things. And then just as overall, right, as a head coach, I always look at it, man, how can I continue to serve our guys and help our guys to make sure, like, we're doing the best thing possible, putting our guys in the best position possible, right, to play their best. Like, are we, are we doing things right schematically? I right. think you all, for me, I take a look internally, right, self-scout, like – What are we doing and how can we move forward, get better? How can we evolve? Because you never stay the same. Right. right? This season was this season. It was great from a lot of respects, but also, man, there's a ton of things – We can get better at when it comes to schematically, it comes to executing, right? Playing cleaner, we can get much better in those regards.
0: All right, the Amagee Bank Ask Coach question of the week. We know that the missus is expecting. Congratulations. Thank you. you. All right, so what is more difficult, getting the baby down for an afternoon nap or deciding whether to call a blitz or not?
1: (laughs) Afternoon nap is definitely the (laughs) hardest. You you talk about, man, it doesn't matter what blitz you call, but man. The babies are oh, it's such a blessing it's such a uh, man it's it's fun, man, being with the kids and but those afternoon naps, especially my daughter now, she tells me, "Daddy, I'm too old for naps." So oh, like yeah. oh, you boy, just want to, like, "Hey, I just want to relax and watch. <laughs> Daddy, no, I don't take naps anymore. Yeah. I'm seven now. I don't take naps. Like, what do you mean,
2: uh, man? If kids knew <laughs> what they were talking about, they'd realize yeah. take the naps now because you don't get them very now. much later when you become love an adult. I naps now. I sure. No problem, take coach. Take a nap every day. I could. Thanks
0: so much for the entire season yeah. of shows. We really appreciate it. We look forward to the off season. You know,
1: thank you guys. Always a pleasure getting on talking with you guys you guys have a great off season as well get you some rest okay (laughs) thank you thank you